0: Hello and welcome to the Mastermind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Before we dive into today's amazing episode, many of you know we are facing incredible censorship. If you appreciate this show and content, please go over to mattbelair.com and sign up for the email list to stay in touch. Join the membership for exclusive content. Consider becoming a patron. And share the content and consider taking the kindness challenge and do three kind acts a day for a week. Now let's get into tonight's show. Our guest is a medical intuitive healer, teacher, and coach with a big heart for helping people heal. He has over 35 years of experience and has cleared chronic illness, pain, and anxiety in himself and his clients. He is excited to show you a simple and profound way to clear the inner blocks to healing so you can overcome anxiety and fear without pills, therapy, or potions. Welcome to the show, Ralph
1: Havens. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. You know, your bio is awesome, and I want you to get into your your background, but one thing I wanted to point out to somebody is 35 years' experience. I have only been on this planet for 36. That is true. (laughs) That is some dedication. That is, is remarkable. Um, And it just shows, you know, a beautiful intent because, you know, so many people struggle with anxiety. It's so fascinating working with people. You know, some of my clients have been 50s and 60s and 70s sometimes, and they'll have like a emotional trauma from something that happened when they were kids still. So unless we know how to kind of Uh, unwrap that and 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 take out the charge in it it's going to stay with us and it's going to affect our life as we go forward and we live in a crazy world you know people are struggling with more anxiety and fear and depression than ever before and so i can't think of a better time to have you on the show and share some of your techniques so why don't you just uh start us off with telling us a little bit about you and how you got into doing what you're doing today
1: great yeah so you know i'm basically a product of my product and um I, just a backstory, I, or the backstory, I dealt with severe anxiety since I could remember when I was a kid, and worse than that for me was a a problem with sweaty hands and sweaty feet, and my body would sweat, and whenever I was around, um, like a person like you, like a man, especially a powerful man, or a rich man, or a doctor, um, I could, my whole shirt could just sweat in an instant, it'd be like drenched, it was crazy, and And so I had all these workarounds my whole life to try to um, hide it. And yet I somehow found myself going into the world of physical therapy in the beginning and then integrative manual therapy and a type of therapy that um, you put your hands on people for long periods of time. And so I picked a version of uh, therapy that I would have to touch people, but I had this really weird sweaty hand problem. And it stopped me so much. I didn't have a girlfriend for the first 20-something years of my life and just severe pain. And um, all I wanted was to get rid of the sweaty hands. I didn't even care if I got rid of the anxiety. Long story short, um, studying with a medical intuitive healer for um, started off when I was in my, I guess the year 2000. And I could see that she could heal people. She could see things at a distance, like, you know, across the room, across the phone. And I started to go into that world. As I started to do that, my, um, my sweaty hand thing went away and my anxiety went away. It was a process, but I started to learn some ways of, of what was going on. And my body, what I, what I realized was my body was protecting me from something. And if you knew my past, you'd go, well, of course, you know, lots of abuse, lots of stuff going on. But there was more than that. And the, what, what kind of turned me, where a, a light bulb went off was I, um, I run a lot. I used to run a lot more up to 130 miles in a week, but usually 70, 80, 90 miles a week throughout high school and college and after college and and beyond. And, um, and it was one time when I would feel okay, you know, after really running my guts out. And so, um, but I I got to a point in my late thirties where I couldn't run. I had a, a spasm in my leg and I tried a lot of stuff for eight months and I, my anxiety was off the charts and I thought of myself as a runner and I couldn't run. So I went to this therapist and she put one hand on my foot and said, you have a problem with your heart. And so she worked on me for two hours doing these techniques that I know now. And, and um, I got very calm, but my, um, I was able to run. Two days later, I went for a run and it was gone. Good, after eight months. And so I started to learn this idea that everybody's body, whether you're dealing with anxiety or like the sweaty hand thing, or with me I couldn't run, we're protecting something. And what we see is our, our version of trying to protect ourselves. And if you can find what the body's protecting and have a way to let that run itself out or be done with or heal or whatever that is, um, it no longer needs the protection. So I, then I didn't have the spasm in my leg, but my sweaty hands and anxiety were symptoms of a protection to protect me. I used to also be very ticklish. And what a great way to keep somebody away from you is to like, you can't touch me. So so, um, so um, basically, it started to be down this road of going deeper and deeper into what? why is somebody having a problem? At first, there was a lot of stuff I would deal with, uh, the chronic pains and autoimmune conditions to help people. And now it's gone deep into um, ang- getting, clearing anxiety and fears. And if for the entrepreneurs, this imposter syndrome, a lot of people have it like, who am I to be doing this work? Or I can't charge money for this. You know, oh, I'm going to, you know, all the fears, uh, be on a podcast or to do a podcast. So what I find is everybody's doing the best they can do and they're protecting something. And I have something today for everybody. So I just want to put this out here right here. We've already started and you and I were even ahead of time doing an energetic thing to start this thing. But what I encourage people to do is to test something real like your shoulder and see how it moves and your neck and and your back and walk around and and see how you feel, see how the world looks to you and how your feet are on the ground, even see how tall you are. And, um, And after the show retest because even being in this space, you do these kind of things too with your martial arts. There's something that happens on an energetic level, and if you were different, would you know it? Would you know it? And so we have this physical body right in front of us, and it's a really cool thing to test, because if your shoulder goes from here to here in a bit of time with us, we know something changed. We don't know what else changed. and um, And this thing that the body's protecting can be very, um, once you touch it, it can shift. And I want to show a, a one way that I found that's really powerful. So my story is I had to fix myself up, and, um, and now that's what I get to do with other people.
0: That's amazing. What it makes me think about a, a little bit is uh, mirror neurons. And so I feel like one of the smartest things that I've done in my life is when I wanted to learn something, I would go around the best that I could find. So when I want to be the best snowboarder I could be, I went to Whistler, Canada, they have the best park, they have the best snowboarders, and I could do it all the time. There's so much value in training and being around the best. Um, and so now we know with neuro, mirror neurons that we're kind of like taking and absorbing that information. And this has been on my mind lately, and I'm trying to figure out what it what it's called, and hopefully you can help me with that. But there's something with vibrational entrainment in physics, and I believe that the lower vibration – always rises to the higher vibration. So if there's a higher vibration and a lower vibration, the lower vibration will go to the higher one. Now, I got to get my buddy um, William on so he can kind of talk about it. But do you know what I'm talking about? That's kind of how I feel about the the healing space. And maybe you can get into a little bit of uh, matrix energetics. But we were talking a little bit about the Shaolin monks when I trained in China. And they had their their understanding of the energy body was was insane, like the way that they had the the energy body mapped out and I saw their maps of it and how they do um acupuncture and things and and they and all to physical ailments they even went into saying this is for cancer, you know liver cancer things like that they they had it all mapped out energetically, and so you know i don't know what to. Any kind of mastery level, but I I I know and have seen some weird oh. stuff, you know. and People believe in it a hundred percent, and so I can kind of piece it together. Where I'd be like, yeah, that that makes sense, you know what I mean? Like, I can see how that's possible. So, can you? Do you have any knowledge in in what I just spoke about?
1: I can. I think I can. Um, I can have. Uh, I think so. Something that might be useful to um to play with this. So, a couple things. One is um with matrix energetics, the idea is. Um, it's kind of like um, a guy that was in Whistler, Nassim Harriman. I don't know if you've interviewed him, but he would be awesome to have on your show. But I yeah. have, and I
0: went to Egypt with him in the Resonant Science Foundation. You did? Yeah. We were in, wow. I was actually in the Great Pyramid with Nassim Harriman, technology behind my head and on my third eye, with him going home with a group of like 50 physicists and engineers.
1: Oh, my God. Well, his yeah. paper, <laughs> I think, it's called the Schwarzschild Proton. He mapped it out with math. That in every proton of every proton is, from what I believe, is infinite energy, mass, and information. At the very least, it's more energy, mass, and information than the entire known universe in every proton. But that's funny because we're made up of a lot of protons. And so, with matrix energetics, the um, the idea is that you know, and, and just to kind of give you some of the ideas around this, if you um, you know, you have these electron clouds of uh, electrons that are popping in out of existence and you have a lot of space, and then you have these protons, and when you go inside the proton, what they find is they're, they're um, infinite energy mass, and they're spinning around at the speed of light, so even the stuff that's that's physical is light and information, and so and it's holographic in nature, at least this kind of idea of, of, of it, and so it's kind of like Wi-Fi, like right here is this movie, and but over here is the same movie in China, and over here in the Netherlands is the same movie, and over here is the same movie, and it's the same idea, like, you know, your DNA for, for your entire body is here, but it's also here, and so information is is everywhere, and so one way to think about this, I'm gonna say two things about it. One way is, if we know, or have, um, if we know that there's a, a thing called a Shalang monk who, um, who can do these things, we can touch that information. So I'll just play with it, if that's okay. We'll go here and say, where where might that be? And we'll say, there it is. And so what people might do is retest your shoulder and arm and see what it is. And did we just touch the information from the Sheldon monks? I don't know, but I felt I had, that was my intention and it's kind of like dialing up the URL for, um, where is that movie? Where's that bit of information in all of space and time, and it's everywhere, and we can just say, hey, how about this one? And I can feel it. And so, and it's so reproducible that I know that if people test things, they're going to be different right now. And so it's a way to play with um, stuff. Now, is it, it's still useful, I feel, to go through all the training of all those monks. There's something really useful for that, but it's also cool to know that you can touch it And have access to that information. It's like the URL in in space, and um and then the other way to play with it is this way that um is in every single spiritual tradition that I've ever seen, and it's what I use a lot to help people through all sorts of fears and anxieties. Is when you we have this idea of like an open heart, like open heart in Chinese, open heart, Kai, and then Shin is um heart. Open heart means happiness, and matrix energetics is all about heart space energy for healing that love energy what do you do with that so when we're um when we feel we're going through life and one of our buttons is pushed something happens that basically you know, ah this really stresses me out or, this always gets me something's something's up in business or work or life it's it, it causes a physical pain it causes a thing sometimes it feels like a little pressure on your chest or somebody's kicking you in the guts or A pain in your neck or you know some kind of it's a physical thing and our intention of putting our attention on the physical feeling and not calling it anxiety or fear but just well what does it actually feel like oh it's this pressure it's this pressure and our attention on it and noticing the pressure something happens it starts to run itself out and when it runs itself out i'll give the example with i've got two really good examples but um when it runs itself out I'm going to do it like this. When my first boy, when well, my second boy was born, he came out and he was um, crying, 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 bathing. And my wife was like, oh, look, he's telling us the story of what happened. And you could see it, you know, oh my God, I was pushed and I was squeezed. And then I came out and there was all this light and color and then his hair, you, know, you could just see him like going on and on. And, um, and then he was done and he on. My first boy um, came out and he wasn't breathing. And it was like at home and um, the midwife said get the, the phone and we're about to call 911." I had it ready to push and they got him breathing and then they said we have to transport and I said can we just keep him you know for the I think he's going to be okay and he had this funny raspy thing and so they let us keep him he never cried and so we went he, they came in the next day and they said you got to go we got to go to the hospital so we went to the NICU and we spent like 10 days in the NICU and they were looking and looking and they were poking him and he had IVs everywhere and he's fine now he's good but he never ever ever cried. And, and I was with him the whole time, just like on it with him. And um, i was like, man, he's so brave. How does he do this? Years later, I asked him, how did you do that? How come you never cried? And he said, oh, I went to where I was, and I was watching you guys. And so, so to this day, he hates to see blood. He hates to see cuts. He can't stand it when somebody gets hurt. And I said, we can work on this if you want. You know, tell me when you're ready. He goes, not yet. It's okay. But, um, but he was scared of, of um, swimming, and so we were going to Vancouver every, um, every day in July to learn to swim. And he didn't like it. He hated it. And one day driving to Vancouver, he's like, I hate swimming. And I said, you want to work on this? So we're driving. It's an hour. And he goes, OK. So I had him go. And I said, think about um, swimming. He goes, OK. He said, well, what is happening in your body? He goes, oh, I've got this pain here. I've got this thing here. I said, pay attention to that. And he just paid attention to it. And then it's like now what is it doing oh now it's over here now what's it doing oh now it's over here now it? he just kept attention on this um this sensation that came up when he thought about swimming this thing that scared him and at some point the sensation was gone and i said so how do you um what do you think about swimming now and he goes huh i don't have a problem with it right now you know so he went swimming and he came back from that day swimming he, he came up to us like i love swimming i love this process and so what happened is He, you know, the 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 fear, the anxiety, all the pain of what happened in his first week of life, he wasn't able to feel it completely. And so we went and just let him um, focus on it and put his attention on it and feel it. And when consciousness looks at that and lets it run itself out, it clears. So the idea of high vibration, low vibration, when that clears, all the thoughts and beliefs and programming around that are gone. And what happens is it's a vacuum, and what comes in is the good thoughts. So, you know, I think um, that's my my view of like good thoughts, bad thoughts. It's like their thoughts are like these protections, um, this feeling is what people are are trying to avoid. One of my um coaches said um why he liked to um wrestle, he national level wrestler, second in the nation, first in his college, in his high school. And he said, Well, it was when his dad was in the stands and he had, hadn't been winning at all, and he finally won a match and they raised his hand up and he said. I love that feeling. I want to feel that feeling every day. So he, he worked really hard, but he wanted to feel this feeling of like, oh. and my little boy Ben didn't want to feel this feeling of they're trying to kill me. <laughs> so, so that's, um, that's a way that I think of like good thoughts, um, good vibrations, bad vibrations. It's like if we can pay attention to where the feeling is and let it run itself out, the good vibrations, good feelings, um, good thoughts come in.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, those are two powerful stories, and I'm <laughs> with you. I I understand what you're talking about. Uh, to me, it's it's alchemy, and and I often say that alchemy is actually a emotional alchemy. Most people think it's lead to go uh, lead to gold, but actually, the alchemist would talk about um, the the um, Process of self-actualization of enlightenment, and part of that is learning how to go through the negative emotions. And I have a friend of mine who's going to be coming on the show. He's one of the most fascinating people ever. Um, he had a brain injury when he was a kid, and he lost all his memory. Wow. And. He would have um, he would have seizures and then DMT would be released and he said he would go to realms of gods and goddesses and they would kind of teach him all this stuff and just a really fascinating person that I've, I've been always curious about. And so he was basically telling me and I was like, we we're talking the other day and I said, okay, man, like you just put out so much content and I tell him to his face. I was like, honestly, I don't know if you're full of crap or not because it's like, it's so beyond my scope, but I'm like kind of hanging on where I can understand you know like okay like that's possible like you look at a shaolin monk and say you know i can break stone with two fingers like no you can't you're insane It's like actually no they can or you look at wim hof and say you know i can sit in you know minus 40 and be totally fine for hour and like no you can't like well actually you can and so especially with the unseen world it's 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 harder to measure and know. You have to know it experientially. You have to be able to do it. And so one of the things he said, he goes, you know, the main thing is that so many, he goes, I I want to figure out where information comes from. So I thought about in my teenage years, I was like, maybe I'm going to study really hard and get all the knowledge. But I was like, what's the source of information? And when I really thought about it, it was the body. The body is the – each individual, their own body, that's the source of the information. And he goes, humans are programmed to basically evade and maneuver and numb any negative feeling. But that's where the information is. And like you – I think you call it the vacuum. So once you are in that uncomfortable feeling, the anxiety, the depression, whatever the case may be, uh, the fear – and you actually follow it, and you allow it, and you sit in it. It can open up and give you now, in, in alchemy uh, terms, like alchemize that, lead to gold. So you're taking this lead, um, and what he talked about, it, what did he use? He said, uh, called it quantum – no, not – atomic problem solving. And I was like, Oh, oh my so awesome. God. I was like, wow. I was like, wow. And he goes, so when you go into it, it's like when you train yourself to go into it, um, you're being, you're allowing access to much more information. And so it sounds similar to what you're talking about those same ideas with the alchemy. And so my question would be, you know, what, it, if a person's listening to this and they have it, have anxiety or depression or, or fear about a specific thing, Um, Greg Braden says we have three universal fears. I think it's not being loved, not being accepted, not being worthy, something like that. I I think I'm messing one of them up, but it's along those lines. And that's been my experience in working with many people is like, we usually have that, you know, I have it as well. Mine is like self-worth, you know what I mean? No matter what I do, it's like, am I good enough for myself or something else? You know what I mean? So working on that to, you know, what I would love to experience in, in my life, I think that the ultimate goal would be to have like that genuine, unconditional love for self. You know, the you just like feel that, you know, when you think about the love you have for a daughter or a puppy dog or a friend, you can generate that emotion and you can love the crap out of them easily and naturally and be forgiving and kind. But to throw it back to yourself, you know, is hard. And like to feel that like genuinely... Yeah. It, it happens in blips, you know what I mean? And it's it's very few and far between blips. So wouldn't it be such an, an extraordinary experience to to genuinely feel that? And so maybe you can speak on that and talk a little bit about how someone might apply that technique.
1: Yeah, there's a few different ways that come to mind. One is that alchemy thing to take anything that it's not hard to go find where the block to that is, where the um, the information is. And it's whatever pushes your buttons. So like if, um, if cars cutting you off is your thing, road rage, or if um, relationships with um, and when women or men do a certain thing or, if whatever, or, um, or public speaking or um, sales calls if you're a business person, whatever pushes your buttons is the place to look. So the thing that causes the most angst, there it is. And what you can do is to go into that and just say kind of, um, we call it poking the bear. Like think about the problem. Like my little boy, think about the swimming and get, to, get it a bit, a bit worked up. And if it's really, really, really a lot of anxiety or fear or depression, it might already be worked up and you don't need to go work it up anymore. But whatever's causing you fear, your, your meditation time, once a day you can start, is to think about the problem and kind of pull it up. And then you'll feel, the, the question is, what's happening in your body? And then you go inside your body and you feel it. It's going to be really easy to call it fear or anxiety or to start to attach a story about it's because of this or because they did that. What you can do is to, if you want, what I would recommend is to go in and without the labels of like um, this emotion or or causing calling it a, um, like anxiety or fear, or attaching it to some um, story or what happened... Um, to feel the actual physical feeling, like is without, without the charge to it, like, is it pressure? Is it twisting? Is it tight? And it's so simple. And I think this is why most people don't do it. It's too simple to just go in and feel the feeling without saying it's fear or calling it something. And it's kind of like, if you're on a roller coaster, and you're about to do the the, the stuff, um, your hands might be sweaty, you might heart might be racing, your stump, your heart's in your Whatever direction it goes, your stomach and your heart, or your stomach, you know, back and forth. You have all these feelings, and you're excited and having a great time. And you're another person is on a, a freeway, and it's slippery, and they're spinning out of control, and their hands are sweaty, and their heart's racing, and their heart's, you know, in their stomach, and and all these things. It's the same sensation, but it's total terror. So whatever's causing the angst in your life, you you don't have to go far to find it. You know where those are. Then go in and just feel the feeling, you know, feel, oh, the hands are sweating, the heart's racing, I've got this lump in my throat, I've got a pressure in my chest, where's the most intense place? And go with your attention and just stay there, and then stay there. And the, the, the sensation, the most intense place might move, it might um, stay where it is, it might go away, it might come back, it might just stay there, it might get more intense, all of that is good. And what you're doing is you're noticing it. And you're noticing is consciousness, noticing this thing and when it's it will run itself out although that's not our goal but at some point rather quickly a lot of times in a second few seconds a few moments a, a one session rarely more than two or three sessions for a thing a problem it's done and then what you do at that point is think about the problem okay yeah that thing with business that was affecting you or that relationship stuff or she did this i did that It's like, wow, I don't feel a charge on that. And if you were to test your physical body, you're going to be way different. And what happens is you just cleared a whole bunch of stuff and all the thoughts and all the beliefs and all the programming around it, it's gone. And you know it's gone because you think of the problem and it doesn't cause any angst. And what comes rushing in is good thoughts, the alchemy, good programming, good beliefs. And then what happens is the universe starts to search out um, for you, synchronous events that confirm your new thoughts so then it starts to roll and so this is a way to travel through life so that every obstacle is the way but not in others think about it like i'm going to tough it out and deal with this obstacle and be yeah the obstacle is the way man it's like no when you have the obstacle there it is just sit with it just sit with it like if you're dealing with money concerns or you really are against masks or you can't imagine where all this vaccine stuff is happening or whatever's going on in the world whatever's pushing your buttons or oh my goodness, we're gonna all die from this, this thing. Whatever is causing you angst, just then sit quiet and um, notice the physical feeling. And then what it is, is this obstacle, this crazy, crazy time we're in, don't waste this disaster. Because if we can use this, it we'll, 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 be, we'll be beyond what we possibly could have ever been if these problems hadn't shown up, like if we were just chilling and everything was fine, we would have never had to go find this thing. But um, because it pushed our buttons, we can go in and feel this feeling. And when it's done, it is done. And life gets very different. <laughs> so that, that's one way. There's, another, there's more ways to use that. But um, your obstacles to find the feeling and then sit with the feeling without the, um, the label of anxiety or fear, just like, what does it actually feel like? Oh, it's tight okay I can notice tightness you know oh it's pressure okay I can notice pressure and your mind gonna try to tell you come on do something important it's like well I'll just stay with this pressure for a while and it's now it's pain and now it's um now it's twisting and now it's like doing this and now it's doing this and now it's doing that and It's like, oh well I don't think it's there oh no there it is oh, there's no I don't, I don't think it's there okay let me think about the bad thought the bad thing that happened huh don't have a charge on it and you, you you're different
0: Ralph I love all that you know I've I've heard of similar things similar techniques from from various people but just to hearing you draw it out it, it brings up a lot for me on um just understanding the charge right so let's just say you're a kid and your puppy dog you know you're 8 years old you love this dog and it gets run over by a red truck well mm-hmm. You know, you you wouldn't even notice as you were older, like why you hated red trucks. Or if you think about something, that trauma would come up, or if you're abused, that trauma will come up because there's a charge on it. The way that your memory is storing this in the neurology um, is is constantly, whenever you think about it, it's just throwing that signal back of what happened. You haven't diffused the charge. You haven't said, okay, that happened then but this is a different circumstance, you know? So really that charge creates a filter, like a lens, like an Instagram lens of how you view reality. And if you don't unhinge these negative charges, these traumas, these limitations, these fears, these obstacles, you're going to be set into the parameters of that lens. And for you to be infinite, to um, be open to the information. And so this is another important point, like you said, When the charge is cleared, it opens up the void. You open up to a new level of the game and new information. So you can see more possibility. You can feel more creativity. You will have more courage because you're going to feel differently in the energetics of your body. And it's such a simple and powerful tool. And it's interesting because I just read a book that a friend of mine recommended called uh, Busting Loose from the Money Game. And (laughs) have you read that book? Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of the more spiritual books I've ever read. And that's basically what his technique was. He's essentially, you know, made a lot of money, then lost it, then made a lot of money, then lost it, then made a lot of money. And he, you know, he's got this family. now. I was like, I can't lose this again. Like, what am I doing wrong? What's happening? And, you know, rethought about money, just saying like, you can never really have enough, you you know, no matter how much you have these, you know, squirrel nuts, you know, carried away. (laughs) If you don't figure out your energetics around money and what it means, you're going to be a slave to that game because there can never be enough. It's more how you energetically uh, play with it and understand it. And he talked about whenever you would feel lack, you need to go buy something or do this. You need to get into that feeling because that's going to uncover that next level of information for you to eventually you know, be able to release yourself from that uh, Constant pull, you know what I mean. There's a constant um, fear. There's a constant threat because money allows us to get food and shelter, our basic Mm -hmm. needs. So it's intrinsically linked to our most fundamental needs. And so that's some very core, deep programming to be to be looked at. And so I feel like what you're saying there is exactly the parallel of that book. And um, I'd love for you to either speak on that or the question that I had was does this work with uh like trauma like say you've got one specific memory you've had trauma as a young person or something like that do you just kind of go into that memory and and follow it around or or do you have a, a different technique for that
1: so if it's really um if it's the worst of the worst kind of um horrific traumas it doesn't do a lot of good to um to go um revisit it and relive it that 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 just kind of keeps it going more and more. So um, you might need to take it off in little chunks. Like um, it might be, you know, if somebody went through big war crimes and all sorts of stuff and loss of family members, it probably wouldn't be good to just go relive all that and now go feel it. But it might be that um, when they go in the grocery store, they just get so nervous and they don't know why. It's like, well, you know what? Just think about, um, just think about driving by the grocery store. And it's like, okay, uh, yeah, I feel it. Okay, go feel that. And then just get that chunk gone. And then, okay, think about um, being in the parking lot to the store. And, you know, you kind of go through in stages. And it's basically like, it's a feeling. And then you can ask the question, are you okay with feeling this feeling right now? And if it's so horrific, so horrific, it might be, no, I'm not okay with feeling that feeling right now. It's like, okay, great. go Go have a beer. <laughs> go for a walk. Go, um, go do something else. Um, it's okay to not. Um, it's your choice. But um, are you okay with um, just thinking about that town that where where something happened? Or can you think about the state that, that it happened in? Yeah, I can think about the state. Okay. Oh, but I feel a little something. Okay, go feel that. And so you can do it in little chunks like that. And, um, and start to chip away at it. And it doesn't have to take a long time. but it's like you have a choice of how much you want to feel I had a client that came to me um, from not from this state but she actually wanted to see me in person years ago and she had neck pain back pain headaches and they weren't going away after a car wreck a couple years before and so when I checked her I saw grief and sadness in her lungs and it was before I had this technique that I'm talking about but I have a technique to clear grief and sadness from from the lungs so we did the technique and her neck and back were getting better He said, well, what's going on? And I I told her, well, you had some grief and sadness, and we're clearing it. And then she told me what had happened. So I didn't know beforehand, but she had lost some really significant people in her life, stuff you don't ever want to wish on anybody. And um, so it made sense. And after a few sessions, that that was cleared, and her neck and back were good and no more pain. And she says, you know, I think the reason I had my car wrecked was to find you and then to clear it and i checked in with her half a year later and she was still good and they were actually thinking of moving to a different country and and um it was like i'm sure she wasn't happy that those people were gone but um but she had cleared it and now we have a way where i don't have to just do it for somebody there's a way to um just do like i described like you know if if it's if it's so horrific you got other things that bug you like yeah whenever i ride a bike it really like gets me and it might be tied to some little part of the, the history of that thing. And it's like, well, let's just go look at a bike. Okay. Y'all yeah, go look at a bike. And it's like, Oh God, I feel it. Okay. Just go feel that. And you don't have to know the story and knowing the story doesn't help to solve it. It's just, um, you know, more why you're messed up. So whatever, if you have a lot of stuff going on, just go, um, touch the edge of it. Kind of like if you're afraid of heights, go like a hundred yards away from the cliff and just, um, just sit there. And it's like, okay, I'm not getting any closer. Okay. But feel that. And then, you know, maybe in another day, get a little closer and, ah, I feel it again. And it's like, at some point, you can be sitting on the edge of the cliff and actually know somebody that, that they did that. So um, little bits sometimes when it's hard, hard stuff.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a really great
0: suggestion. I'm curious about micro stress or, or even deep anxiety. I feel like people who struggle with anxiety, they could dive right in. Right, and so apply that technique, and I feel like most people live in chronic stress and worry that they 're not even aware of it, and so, as I think about busting loose from the money game and and the and his techniques, and basically he said most of this is the process. And the process is essentially what you're describing now. He said whenever you're going about your life and you feel that negative emotion and what this does is it, your your body and the universe is going to guide you out through challenging experiences. And the more challenging or emotional or terrifying, whether it's the anxiety, the depression, the trauma, that has most of the information. It's a, He calls it an egg. It's a big egg of information. And so if you're thinking about alchemy, well – and we're talking about physics, the hotter something is, the more energy it's putting out, right? And so if you're going into trauma, that's super hot, you know, because it beat you are like, Oh, God, I can't look at that. Um, that's what's gonna actually open up the biggest void for your own evolution. Now, I don't think that, you know, to be clear, I don't think that we need to go look for negative stuff. That's not what we're saying. I think the idea is that when you go throughout your day and you feel that frustration, you feel that anxiety, you feel that depression, you feel that anger, that's an opportunity for you to check in and go through the process to deprogram that charge, right? Because most people go throughout the day and they feel it and they just avoid it. They got better defense than Mike Tyson or Bruce Lee put together, you know? And so they're just avoiding that. You know what I mean? They're numbing it. They're doing what they can. And so we're not taught how to, um, basically deprogram these charges but when when you're able to it changes your life and i i often try to feel feel like how do i operate um that's different than other people because you know my whole life i've been a little bit different i've thought a little bit differently and and sometimes i'll realize the distinctions now I messed up in all kinds of ways, which is great because then I can learn all the uh, personal development techniques and tell you which ones work and which ones don't. But sometimes there's these subtle distinctions that were my natural operating system versus people's unnatural operating system. Like one, and sometimes it's a belief like one of my beliefs was if somebody can do something, I can do that. Right. If, if there's a way to, for somebody to not work a 40 hour work week and make money, um, I must be able to figure that out. Now I'm 40 I'm not, well, geez, Christ, I know my age. I think I'm 36. Um, and uh, oh my God, time is weird now. So I'm 36. And I've figured out how to travel the world and do things here and there. But I haven't mastered business. But I've been able to create that reality. You know what I mean? And so yeah. um, I was like, all right, I did it to a gr- degree, but maybe not when I was a kid. And I'm going to make a million bucks and, and do all that kind of thing. Right. So but I did believe that I could shape my own reality. One of the other things that I feel like a distinction is that you're sharing is just being aware of how you feel. And because I trained in martial arts, I was very aware of how I felt and in more or less did that technique, not in a masterful way, but as a part of the process, like reflecting, like, especially when I felt like I did something wrong, especially if I was like, um, mean to someone, you know what I mean? Sometimes I was just maybe make a mistake through ignorance and I wouldn't know. And then they would give me feedback and I would let that feeling go in and be like, Oh, I feel terrible. Right. And that's how we kind of learn and grow, but it sucks. You know, there's, I can't even tell you how many times in my life I've made a mistake and just sat in it and felt awful. Um, and, and, and so learning to be aware of how you feel. And so that way you're not stuck in states that you don't prefer. Like you want to move to states of joy and bliss. And I feel like that awareness of just your feeling and understanding that it is possible to change it. And if you want to stay there, you can stay there. Because I feel like we label the negative feelings as bad. Well, we need anxiety, we need fear, we need all these different things, because they're useful to a degree, right? Like we should be afraid to cross the road with our eyes closed because we would know we get smoked by a car and it would be awful, but we kind of get stuck. Maybe, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza says we can kind of neurologically get addicted to those emotions, right? We can, you know, we, we, the body kind of wants to replay that. And so my question to you is um, what do you recommend for these like micro micro um experiences going throughout the day and having you know stress and, and these different things and do we just a- apply that you know often as it comes up or how
1: do we how do we navigate that the so one way is that obstacle and then feeling the feeling and then letting it run itself out and the big ones are useful because it's easy to spot um, it can it can turn into a, a way of living where you notice something and it comes up as an angst point and then you notice it and then you just keep noticing as, as you go but that's that's um as you get used to doing it all the time. I've got a way to use it at the other end of the spectrum that I think could be really useful, because you mentioned business. And um, so one way, you know, we have these micro, tr- micro anx and fears and stuff. And a lot of times it is about money and um, if you're an entrepreneur about um, doing the work. And so there's the procrastination and oh, I'm never getting my work done. Or perfectionism, I just want to keep making it so perfect and it never gets out there. or Um, who am I to do this? I can't believe I'm even thinking of doing this. Um, All these kind of fears, it's one thing, one way to kind of go a different route towards this is to um, think like if you could push a button and it just magically appeared, how much money you want, and you could do this right now, how much money you you would want, um, what kind of life you would have, if it could happen just instantly and magically, um, what your business would look like, what your work would look like, what your life would look like. And then think about the things that you would um, possibly need to do to have to do that. Like, well, I would have to do this in business, or I would do this in life, or this for my job. You know, you could think of those things. But um, but for right now, just think about um, just getting it magically. And what happens is, when you think about it just popping in, like, okay, this much money pops in instantly over the next day, and this is the work that I get to do, and here's how many clients I have, and all this stuff. What you would think is that you just thought of a wonderful Vision and you think it felt feels great, but many people most people when you go inside and ask them. Okay, what do you feel? It's like well I just thought of a wonderful life that I would have and yet I have a pressure in my chest or my gut is really talking to me Right now, whatever that is is what's in the way so you can use your dream life of Here you have your dream life. It's like you get everything you want every bit of it. And how does that feel? And like, oh my God, I've got a attention right here. What is that? Well, that is what you pay attention to. And then you just sit with that and get to the point that you can even write that down like your dream life and then look at it and then go see what's happening in your body. It's like, oh, well, there it is. And you just notice it. This is one of the most powerful ways to use this technique is your desired life and then go feel what happens in your body. You'd be surprised sometimes like it should feel wonderful, but it's like, oh, hang on. There's something there. And you sit with it and then you could take it another step like, well, what do I need to do? Well, I need to get my office ready. I need to like make my website. I need to like reach out to this many people. And it's like, oh, when you think of doing that, what happens? Oh God, I got some more pain in my body. (laughs) So you can use it like that. So that's a one way to deal with the micro traumas of life. Or you just think about, um, you know, okay, if you had all the money that you needed, if that's a micro trauma, you know, some sort of stress then why do you have an ache or a, a, a sort of sensation in my body if I'm thinking of this wonderful amount of money? Oh, I don't know, but there it is, go feel it. And if you think, what would you have to do to get that? Some of the stuff you'd have to work for, oh, there it is. So that's a way to deal with the day-to-day. When you think of um, going to work, it's Monday, it's Sunday night, and you got Monday tomorrow. It's like, oh God, yeah, you know, go feel that. You know, um, when you're sitting there about to go into your boss's meeting, and and it's like, oh, God. Or you see an email with a heading from somebody, and you, you see the beginning of the email, you're like, oh, God, that person. Um, just go feel that. And you, maybe you don't have time to feel it a bunch, but during your next meditation time, you could just think about, okay, there's that email, there's this. Um, my wife and I used this one a lot back years ago when we had some issues. And um, with clients and money, it was a funny time. And we had a funny thing where we had a whole bunch of them all come in with these. Um, we are like, oh, no. Oh, um, no. And we would see the heading on the subject line, and we're like, "Oh God!" And it's, it was it was really tough um, to see um, these things, these emails from people that were like, "Ah, oh, I want my money back." And um, we we had a funny thing happen for about a month, and years ago, and we got to the point where my wife were, and I would be like, "Oh, we got another email. This is awesome. Let's go sit on the couch and let's feel this, because when this goes away, life gets good." So we just every time we had this thing show up, we're like, "You're going to have to pay somebody money back." We went and felt it. You can free some money, money back. We went and felt it. And then that never happened again. And so, it, but it's like we went through it and you know, you know, we opened the email like, oh, yeah, refund. It was just a funny thing. We had a funny policy that we had instituted and people took us up on it. <laughs> and took all their money back. So um, so that was a period of time. But um, but yeah, you can use any, any kind of micro trauma, what's happening in your body. You can use your goal life, and what's happening in your body. Or you can use the big traumas and what's happening in your body.
0: I love all that. You know, again, you're, you're really talking about what the entire uh, busting loose from the money game process is. And that's exactly what he says to do. That's so it's funny.
1: Like, I, gotta, I gotta interject just for a bit because it was one of my first books when I first um, took Matrix. Um, it was recommended. I read it. And um, we used to check all of our stats in my business. I had a booming practice in San Diego. Five therapists working for me. had a PR person. Uh, um, a what marketing. practice? Uh, physical therapy oh, okay so yeah my physical therapy integrated manual therapy had all these people working for me five therapists we had charts on the wall we could, i could tell where everything was and i read besting loose and um and for some reason i took it like i don't have to check anything we're just gonna go like live life you know and my my office staff loved it but um it turned it was a disaster some people started stealing <laughs> me and um, all sorts of stuff it was like what the heck so um so now I'm like, yeah, you know, it's true, like um, good life, visualize whatever's in the way, obstacles, yet still do the work That's what I've learned. And if you have blocks around doing the physical work, like it takes work to do what you do for a living, you know, make podcasts and get on calls and do stuff. Um, when you think of doing the work. Does it cause angst? And now, Claude cleared that. But yet, still, go do the work. (laughs) Because I, I read that book and I was like, I am free. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. You spring, you springboard to the other side. You know, I, I agree with what you're saying. For me, like the best symbol of all time is a yin yang symbol, you know, and that's what I learned through martial arts, you know, going into the spiritual consciousness community, whatever you'd want to call that people really pursuing personal development and the limits of human potential. Fantastic, but also a lot of airy fairy people. Now we need some airy fairy people. We need imagination. I'm maybe one of the most airy fairy people you ever meet because my head is in the clouds. I'm like, yes, of course it could be possible, um, yeah. but it's the training in martial arts, that's like, yeah, it's going to be possible, but the bigger the dream, the more effort it's going to take. You know, you want to break stone with two fingers like Master Go, and Johnny, that guy poked a tree for years, right? So wow. he had this extraordinary discipline to do something that most people will be perceived as impossible. Now, the work doesn't have to be suffering. Someone on the podcast yeah. was just talking about a quote about, you know, you know, life is suffering. So, you know, make it worthwhile, but not suffering in a bad way. Like if you want to be the best athlete in the world and you do cardio, if you ever done cardio for a fight, it sucks, you know, but if you want to reach your full potential, you, you need to be able to push yourself. My entire experience with the monks was, was ruthless, you know, and one of the most beneficial experiences that I've had in my life. And so,
1: um, it Do you is think the- they enjoyed it? Do they enjoy the process when they're in it? Do they have like a, you know, they're in training, a warrior, they're like enjoying the whole process too. Or, how is that? I,
0: I think that, I think like anything, you know, in my experience, that you enjoy some of it and some of it you learn to be more peaceful with. So, just like the Wim Hof stuff, right? Does he enjoy getting in the cold? I don't know. Maybe, maybe he does. I, I'm not sure what he says about it, but he made peace with it. He, he gained that, he got stronger. You know, and so we don't have, we're suffering to a degree, but it doesn't have to be negative context. You know what I mean? It can yeah, be challenging, yeah. like you with the super distance running. Yeah. Right? That, those are 130 miles in a week. Like I did 100 miles in a month, and I was like, that was nuts.
1: You know, yeah. <laughs> you're doing it's it. It's like it, a yeah. warrior. It's like a warrior. You kind of like um, embody that. It's like a very, um, I always felt I was really selfish. I love being that selfish for, because all I did was run and take naps and um it was all about me <laughs> but uh but it's like a war i i enjoyed it but yet there was like oh god it's the morning run and i am tired you were so, a
0: golden retriever in your previous life then or something
1: <laughs> <laughs> something, something yeah so that's interesting
0: yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and the other thing that, that made me think about is the law of attraction. You know, one of my first mentors, Michael Lozier, wrote the book, The Law of Attraction. Um, one wow. of the best selling ones. There's there's many books on it now. I found like his was the best. His and Charles Charles Hanel's master key system. Um his his because it was simple and based on neuro-linguistic programming made wow. perfect sense and you could understand like exactly why you would be off the rails. You know what I mean? And so one of the things he talked about was um, you know why we don 't get what we want, and we 're talking about allowing right so if you have like a hundred um, degrees of desire right uh, well this house like a hundred pound rock right of desire like this we imagine our dream life, we drop that in, and boof, it ripples out to the universe, but then if you have a hundred pounds of doubt where you 're like snowboarding is a great example because it 's such a Uh, In extreme sports, it's it's definitive reality creation in immediate moment. So am I going to create this backflip and land on my feet? And whenever I was coaching and I would just ask them like how they feel about it, if they weren't at least 70, 80% confident, they're not doing it. Like minimum, I would be getting them up to 90 to 100. It's like, you know, what are the chances? Like, okay, well, not 100, it's like 90 though. Like, can you just believe in that? And it's like, you're going to get around and you're at least going to be close. You might not stop it perfect, but you're going to be in the realm of, you know, 15 degrees, 15 degrees. And that, that little bit of space like, yeah, I could, you know, I could over rotate 15 or I could under rotate 15 cuz if I do that I'm not going to kill myself I'm not going to go upside down and fall on my yeah. head right so they if they wanted to do a backflip but 100% didn't believe they could land it definitely don't do that <laughs> you know not yeah. the time we need we got some other work and so if we can eliminate the resistance of you know and a and a and, and improve our ability to allow that in, we greatly in, increase our probability of actually achieving that. And so I feel like that's a really critical piece in moving forward. And I love your technique of, um, hey, this is the life that I want. Where's the resistance there? And I've never heard it shared in that way. And I feel like that's gonna be incredibly helpful for me and uh, as a technique that I'm really gonna use because you know, a lot of the techniques I've found, the, the more I get older and wiser and I'm still, man, life is so fascinating. Socrates is right. When he said, you know, the, the, what I know is I know nothing. And yeah. the more, you know, I was like, wow, you, you only know a tiny bit here. But, um, what I'm noticing is that these techniques that are effective are very simple and that we no, just, they're really simple. We need to yeah. apply them.
1: It's so interesting. I, I, um, I remember when I, my therapist Danielle years ago um, gave me the book from Eckhart Tolle, the power of now. And I got so pissed because I realized I was never in the now and, um, and, and, um, and recently, I went back to thought, I think I'm going to reread that book. And in the introduction before chapter one was this technique that I just talked about. And I missed it. And then um, and then I was told about this technique from a guy in San Diego. And I kept thinking, no, it's too simple, too simple, too simple. I finally used it. And it was turning around our money stuff. And people were finding us more around the world on YouTube. And a doctor from Bellingham out of the blue was sending his people. And um, so my wife was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing this simple, like, what am I noticing in my body thing? And, um, and, and so my clients started saying, oh, this is an old yogi technique. Oh, this is an old Zen technique. And I, I um, actually found that guy. Uh, one of my friends um, used it to get rid of um, his fear of heights. And he didn't, he didn't know me that I was doing anything, but he described the process that he used. And it was this process. And so I asked him, Who, what is this? And he says, oh, this is one of the oldest meditations ever. So I looked it up, and it's like, wow, it looks like Buddha used this. And, and, um, and then the sense that I found it's like in so many books. It's in David R. Hawkins' book and Michael A. Singer's book, and everybody calls it something different. But they say here it is. It's in Ashanti's books. But, um, but they say it, and then they keep talking about all sorts of wonderful stuff. But it's like this one piece was like the thing. And I went back to my Qigong master a couple of years ago. I've been doing Qigong with this one guy um, and his group for 17 years. He's amazing. And um, I went back a couple of years ago and I realized for 17 years, he was telling me to do this thing and I had missed it. And I think it's because it's so simple. It's like, oh, it can't be that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And
1: so for crystal
0: clarity, because c- the heights, I have a couple fears. fears. Um, well, more than, more than a couple. Um, but two strong ones that come up. One is heights. So I was in the Eiffel tower and, uh, I had my camera and, uh, I had to like hold onto a railing and I couldn't even go right to the outside. I was low and I was stealth and it was waving. And, you know, like to give you an example of how that would express, like the, uh, CN tower has got this, um, skywalk now where you could go outside the CN tower and you can hang off the end I can't imagine anything more terrifying. There is—I've seen videos of people doing it, and it's hanging off. I was like, I don't know. I—I I wouldn't go out the building, and there is no flying hell that I could lean off the building and, and let my hands go. Even if I could hold on to the thing, I'd be holding on to that with all of my might. I doubt I could even get to the uh, end there. So let's just go through that process for me, just so people could understand, because that's—and then the other one is uh, sharks in the water, because I, I know in. uh but as a kid i watched this documentary like four of big huge sharks come out of the water and just eating these slabs of meat so I was scared to go in the pool and so now when i surf i still surf and i go in the water but if i'm in the ocean all i think about is these damn sharks coming to get me and so it comes up you know here and there but i feel like that's a good one for me to go right into it and so
1: what you you're saying is
0: think about it and then you're following and tracking the feeling around not trying to label it just continuously noticing for as long as it takes for it to kind of evaporate or or um neutralize yeah.
1: run itself out yeah
0: let's do it let's do it you, you want to sure yeah, yeah. Okay. so, so well, um, and if people are and if people are going to do this you know for me if I think about the things I'm afraid of another thing I could think of, that'd be the most terrifying thing in the world. And maybe, maybe you let us know like, so it's fear or water, right? So if I went the most terrifying thing I could think of is being on a cruise ship, the cruise ship sinks. I'm in the middle of the ocean by myself somehow, maybe I went on a boat and I'm in the middle of the ocean by myself and it's at night and like, yeah and just being waiting in the water or like trying to swim down you know I got this Whoa. buddy who's who's an Australian I was like if we were in a cruise ship in the middle of the ocean like could you get on a boat and like start swimming down he's like yeah bro I would love it I was like that's the craziest thing I've ever heard I was like uh-uh I feel mean, like that's the most terrifying thing so if people are going to do this should they think of like something like general or specific like that because mm-hmm. if I do that I'm like all right you know my I get yeah. terrified
1: yeah, let's, let's do it. So so um, what I would recommend for people is to um, think of either something you really, really want in life and just what it would be like to have it, or think of something you really, really, really want to let go of. Like, um, you know, you rage at your wife or something, or, you know, you want to let go of um, victimization stuff around um, some relationship thing or Um, You want to bring in a lot of money and it would really support your family and man You guys are in a tough spot right now Whatever is um, pushing your buttons or whatever your desire is and when I um, work with Matt just When you hear my words take them as you know as if you're in the because you are you're in the treatment seat or the the hot seat Or whatever you want to call it Um, and and then we'll test everybody in a little bit you can test in a bit So um, yeah, this is how um, this is this is gonna be awesome. So so let's just see. So they're all con- It's like you you could say one, and they're all they can all be shifted at once. We have no idea how it's all connected. So, what would make the um, the biggest difference in your life right now? Would it be like being able to get in the water and surf with no fear at all, or would it be um to be able to go high in the the, the sky and reach out over um, the CN Tower, or um or the idea of being in the water in a, in a taking a cruise ship and um maybe it gets really like, I think the captain's worried we're going to go under, you know, what, what would be the thing that would uh, make your life better? The most like tangible difference for you, the surfing thing or um, being on a cruise ship or being high up. What's your, what's your thing? Well, you know, I think either of them
0: don't really affect my life too much because I don't really need to go on heights or in the water that often. Um, but I could maybe pick the one that I've, I'm, I'm trying to figure out which one I'm more terrified of. Like I can think of practical things in my life that would shift it the most. And, you know, currently it's uh, after getting censored and deleted um, on the show um, and doing the podcast for five years um, and they deleted my Instagram too. So it kind of like goes at the livelihood and now that I have a daughter, so Let's that's like a that real one. thing. That,
1: Let's yeah, do that one and we'll put in the mix. um, um Letting go of fear of heights, letting go of fear of water, letting go of fear of surfing, letting go of fear of sharks. And, um, yeah, so think about, um, yeah, this feels, this is it. So think, think about what happened. I mean, you were um, doing your heart's work and you were putting it out there with truth and integrity. And you were talking about the corruption and the stuff that was going on. And Facebook said, okay, try this on. No more Facebook, no more Instagram. <laughs> You need money. you got a daughter. Here you go. How about you do this? Think about what happened. That's right. All right. And now, now go inside your body and tell me what's happening in your body right now.
0: Uh, it's, it's in the stomach, you know, like a, just a, a bit of an uneasiness.
1: Okay, just stay with your, um, your attention in the stomach, and notice that uneasiness, and stay out of your thoughts. Don't, don't resist your thoughts. If they come up, that's okay. Just bring your attention back into your stomach area, and notice sensation. And kind of like you're a reporter, and you're gonna report from the scene of what's happening. And we don't know what's gonna happen next, it might go away, it might come back, it might um, change, it might stay the same, it might move. We don't know. So keep your attention on what's happening right now. That's right. That's right. What's happening in your body right now?
0: It's, uh, it's a very specific feeling. It's on the left lower side, and it's kind of on the, the surface, like the... The abs and the and the skin—it's not really deep in. It. It's just like on the on the lower on the lower side from the left side of my belly button and just lower lower part of my abdomen, right on the surface of uh, the muscle. So not in, but like more on the surface.
1: Yeah. And what's the sensation there?
0: It's uh, pressure.
1: Pressure. Keep your attention on that pressure. What is where it is. You're not trying to change it. You're just noticing it. You're just sitting with it. What is the most intense, <clears throat> the most intense part of that pressure.
0: It kind of moves around a bit, like fluctuates. You know, it'll be a little bit more. Uh, it's almost like it's active because it'll be, you know, flatter, but then it'll move a little bit closer to my belly button, and then it'll it'll go down a little bit. It, it kind of seems to be actively moving a little bit.
1: Yeah. yeah so you're doing great keep your attention on what it's doing i'm very curious what is it doing and notice the most intense part of it that might most intense part might move it might stay there might change
0: yeah i've got the the most intense part it's starting to kind of get closer to um about an inch to the left of the belly button there like this this pressure a little bit like kind of a a slight stinging sensation but um definitely like kind of consolidating in that area
1: great yeah so notice where it's consolidating notice what it's doing right there what is the most intense part that's right Notice the most intense part of the most intense part Let's stay with whatever's happening That's right. That's right. Out of your thoughts, out of your mind, out of your body.
0: It's uh, the the pressure and the feelings slowly diminishing. So before. In, immediately when i thought about it it was it would take up you know a, about a hand size to the left of my belly button then gradually moved closer and closer to the the center of my body and um you know more like a ball of, of pressure and now that it's it's starting to The pressure is a lot less than it was before, and it's almost like this there's a there's a a ball and a pinpoint, but also like a slit, like a a bit of a slit of pressure.
1: You're doing great. Keep your attention on that that slit and that ball of pressure. Notice where it is, notice the sensation. Staying out of thoughts, staying out of labels, staying out of trying to figure anything out, just noticing it. That's right. That's right. Okay. Right. Hear me. Take a big breath or a yawn. <clears throat> it's an instant miracle technique, but nothing you need to think about or concern yourself with. What's okay. the most intense part? The most part. Notice what's happening in the most intense part.
0: That's right. So I'd say the the feeling in the stomach is is mostly new, neutralized. I'd say a two out of ten in feeling, and then um, I just kind of noticed the back back right, like in my back, like just just a signal nothing nothing painful but but a new pressure that i i wasn't noticing before so if you have two of them do you focus on both or do you just go with the, the more the pressure
1: let's check in which one is the most intense right now
0: the one in the back now
1: it's, uh, let's see let's stay in the front just for a bit usually we go to the, the most intense but let's just stay with the front one for a bit notice the most intense part of the most intense part Either way you can work, let's just go with the, this one. One thing that's um, useful is when it gets really less and really less and really less, kind of lean in with your attention, kind of like you're listening to a conversation that's really faint. You just lean in with your attention and notice that last bit that's there. That's right. And it's also okay to go to the most intense part if it moves back. So what's happening in your belly part right now?
0: Mm, overall, I think the belly is okay.
1: Uh, um, is it there a little bit or is it gone, gone?
0: I'd say it's even more faint now as you were directing me to go into listen to it closer and you know, I had a bit of a mental picture of a light being shone on it and, and seem to bring the pressure down another, another scale. So we're probably sitting at a, at a one of feeling where the original feeling was probably an eight. And so now I'm all the way down to a one. It's still, it's still there and can kind of feel it, but not like a, not like it was before.
1: Okay. Pour love into that spot, unconditional love, the love that's not trying to change anything. It's just pure unconditional love. Just Forward into that spot. Let go. And then go ahead and scan your body and notice where the most intense part in your body is right now.
0: It's a back right shoulder.
1: Okay, put your attention there. You're doing great. Just get real curious of where it is, what the sensation is, what's happening there, where the most intense part is. What's happening in your body now?
0: Starting to get more relaxed. I think that there's the, the feeling in the back, and then now it's kind of doing a little blip check at the stomach and then a little blip at the back, almost like it's trying to evade me.
1: <laughs> You're doing great. Yeah. So you can keep your attention on one, and then if it flips to the most intense, in the next one, you can flip your attention to that. And do that for a bit. Just keep your attention on the most intense part. And notice what's happening in those parts. Like, what is the sensation?
0: That's
1: right. Not like you had a, a finger, if it's in your back, you can't really touch your back as easily, but like you have a finger in your mind's eye that touches just at the exact level of the most intense part of the most intense part, that part, that's right. what's happening in your body now
0: when you gave the direction to kind of put a finger on it it uh the the pressure increased and then it changed locations and so now that that pinpoint of pressure is different than it was. And uh, it's a little bit more, more in the pressure. So I actually feel it more now than I did before when I'm trying to locate and pinpoint it.
1: And is it still, where's it, where's the most intense part right now?
0: It's in the back.
1: The you attention. Right there. The most intense part. Okay, what the intense
0: part. It's actually interestingly growing in intensity.
1: Yeah. and
0: uh, middle back to the right, and it's centralized there right now.
1: Great. Yeah. So, yeah, you're not trying to make it go away. We don't even know what it's going to do. Whatever it does is perfect. It knows what to do. It's good if it gets bigger. It's good if it gets more intense. It's good if it goes away. It's good if it goes away and it comes back. All good. What is happening? What's happening in your body now? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm. Moved around a little bit, um, but still... Looking at the back left, and the pressure of it has dropped down a little bit, but not, not significantly.
1: Okay, now just remember, stay out of your mind, stay out of your thoughts. In your body. What's happening in your body now?
0: Still in the back and the pressure is just slowly going down and dispersing a little bit.
1: Okay. And, and that's the most intense part of the most intense part of that pressure, or whatever that is. What's happening
0: in your body now? It's more like a bit of a line of pressure in the back, uh, this middle of the back, and just a little bit of like uncomf- uncomfort, a um, little bit of pressure. Yeah,
1: it's similar. similar, it's just,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, it's like a, I can't see, pushing right in the, Right underneath kind of like middle, back, lat area.
1: OK. Yeah, i the most intense part of that. That's right. That's right. Your thoughts, how your head, What's happening in your body right yes. now?
0: It's the same. A little bit less pressure. Most of the other body seems relaxed and comfortable.
1: Yeah. And it can go away in one session. Sometimes it takes a couple. Really, does it take more than two or three for something? Let us see what happens if you we have a little time. I've got the time. There you go. Yeah. The Intention isn't to make it go away. It does and your thoughts and your body. That's right. What's happening in your body right now? It's
0: more like a little ball that's moved slightly left closer to my spine. It's mm-hmm. changed locately, location slightly and you know, diminishing in the amount of pressure But it's interesting because it's the only, only spot there, and you just follow it like a flashlight with your awareness, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. In fact, put in your mind's eye, shine a little laser flashlight of pure unconditional love on the most intense part of the most intense part of that spot. Continuous on there. Twelve years in the future, looking back. What's in the body right now?
0: It's pretty relaxed. I can I can still sense it, but the pressure isn't very strong.
1: Yeah, let's see, I'm going to put a poison organ technique and put the pressure off of that so that it can unwind. Okay. So when you think about um, what happened with Facebook and Instagram, <clears throat> and you got a daughter and they turned off your websites and now it's like your Facebook is totally different and when you think of how that is right now how does that feel does it cause any angst
0: no I was I was okay when it happened um, and was able to be okay with it but there's definitely feelings of uh so frustration and just like injustice. Like this is
1: And and pushed. does that does that does that push those injustice frustration buttons right now? Do you feel that?
0: In, in my body?
1: Moment? No, just in yeah, in general, like just like if you're just like talking to, like a regular person to somebody, um, is that bugging you right now? In this moment?
0: The theme of injustice? Are that no, specific? no, um,
1: what happened on Facebook and Instagram? A little bit. A little bit. Okay, yeah. Annoying.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can
1: go do this again. We could do this longer. I know this is gonna clear, and I'm here for you if you want to. I want to check in on a little bit more. Um to see when you think of um surfing, how does it feel right now to surf with um in waters that um might have sharks? Uh. Like in this moment, when you think about that.
0: Kind of neutral at this moment, but if I were in there, I might feel differently. Sometimes I'm fine. Sometimes I'm not.
1: Yeah. So that'll be a good test to kind of see how that goes. When you think of being on the Eiffel Tower and what, you know, on that, or the CN Tower and and leaning forward, how does that feel in this moment anyway?
0: That one still feels terrifying.
1: Yeah. So that's another one to work on. Let's see. I want to do something magic. Let's go the um, tower, Eiffel Tower, shark shark shark, 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 shark. What's happening in your body right now?
0: Body feels okay.
1: Okay. A Is little. there any, any any spots that you're noticing?
0: Yeah, a little bit in the stomach.
1: Okay. Upper yeah, stomach. there's more to do. So so um but this would be a good way to keep keep going. Um you might test how you feel with in other parts of your body, like when you walk around. If you want I'm I'm here for you. Do you wanna do you wanna um sit with it a little bit more with me right now? I'm totally good with this.
0: Um I would, I, I'll probably just end it just for the listeners. Cause they, you know, if they're listening, yeah. they, they would want to participate, but maybe I'll, I'll do it after the show. But uh, so if someone is going through this, right. And they're, and they're doing it themselves, how would you guide them? Do they, do they would they bring up another uh, emotion or how do they know when they're complete in the process? Let's say you weren't. So,
1: here. Yeah. So, so um, they, one way to do it would be to listen to this recording over and over again when we're doing this process, just fast forward to this part of the, a part of it to hear my voice say what's happening in your body now what's happening in your body now because it's easy for the mind to start to daydream and then all of a sudden you've been daydreaming for five minutes or thinking about something else so um using this process for anything um even though we're using it for for fear of heights and letting go of um that and and um water and the facebook thing um whatever somebody else is dealing with they can go listen to this recording and then um follow along as if I'm talking to them, what's happening in your body, and where is it now, and it might be in your stomach, but in them, it might be in their neck, and so just follow along. At some point, and it's usually one session, two, three sessions, um, or anything in particular, the feeling in the body is gone, and when you think of the problem, it's like like you are with the, um, the, the swimming right now, the surfing, it's like, well, I don't feel it right now. It will be a good test to feel it um, when you go in the water again, <clears throat> but basically, um, when you think about the problem, you won't have any kind of angst any kind of feeling in your body, and that will um, be the signal that, that you've shifted it. Now, it's like, say it was public speaking, and now you feel fine public speaking, but, um, but Tony Robbins calls you and says he wants to, you to speak in front of 5,000 people. You might have to do, it, do another layer of stuff. So it's like, um, you know, it's different versions of that. You know, you, maybe you clear the Eiffel Tower thing, but now you, you're like terrified of um, skydiving. So, oh, let's do it at the next level. Or now it's like hang gliding. But, you know, so just different levels. Or it might just all clear in one thing, but basically just do the same process and, and use the same recording and just like, okay, what's happening in your body? What's happening to your body? Um, or you could also do it just on your own. But it's hard. You it's easy to kind of get distracted and then you've spent the last 15 minutes just talking in your head. So... Um, yeah, but that, that is, um, it's, that's, that's the, that, that that's the, um, the process.
0: Thank you. Well, thank you for taking me through that. I could have definitely stayed there for, for a while. And, and I hope that, uh, you know, the people listening gave it a try. And and for me, it's so easy for me to stay into that, like meditation, relaxed state. So, um, you know, when, when I did go into the mind, it was, it kind of gave me just flashes of visuals, you know, every now and then it seemed like this little inner battle, like one point I saw this little like you know devil type of little thing with a weird tongue and then at one point I just saw lots of light and and then whenever I did though what I focused on was just following the sensation with my awareness just using the you know the flashlight of awareness to just stay there and this is helpful from the training and meditation and all the other things i've do, done to stay there um, and just from listening to you and and from the books that i 've read and the spiritual teachings and even in um, you know, they're, they're everywhere, including the Vipassana, but that'll get you just to sit with the emotion and then just place your awareness there. But you don't think your way through the body naturally figures it out. So wherever you place your attention, you place your energy and your focus. And so this higher order of consciousness can do the reprogramming for you because we are naturally coherent and harmonic beings. It is it is the incoherent thoughts and the incoherent programs that give us this stress and this anxiety. And so, when we can just place our awareness on there, as you know, the powerful beings we are, it can harmonize us naturally. So, I I definitely get it, and it's it's great yeah. for me because um, it's such a simple technique that you know I think I've heard of a lot of times. But I after the show, I'm like, okay, now I can even you know when I was doing bust and loose from the money game or whatever those things are getting in the practice of doing that. And, and so it's just revitalized my, uh, my efforts for actually going through the process, taking a moment and just tracking it around and making it a part of my practice. So I appreciate you taking me through that. And this whole thing has been great, but I want to ask, is there anything that you wish that I had asked or that you want to talk about? Did we miss anything?
1: Um. One thing I would just um, highlight is this is in so many spiritual t- teachings, like Vipassana and "Be still and know I am God," and all these different people talk about this, like "Be still and go inside. One thing that I found that was the, the piece that made a difference in the tangible world, like like on um, business and, and relationships and <clears throat> life going well and all sorts of stuff, is to hit with the feeling and stay with it so that it's like it'd be easy to do it for a few minutes and then just let it go and you didn't get to the end of anything but when you get to like if we get to the end of this thing where you're just like you're you don't feel anything else in your body it's like no it is done i don't feel anything it gets really big and magical like stuff changes really fast and i'm talking business stuff and money stuff and um Client stuff and um, relationship stuff stuff changes really fast. But the the thing that people do is they'll do this for a little bit and feel it for a while, and like okay, and go you know, and go do something else um, or start to do some meditation thing, that some sort of practice or they'll do matrix energetics or some sort of energy thing or they'll they'll pick a tarot card or they'll do stuff um, or they'll just get to work. And and, and so, but what I would um, suggest is. To um, to take one thing that's really bugging you and then sit with it until the feeling truly is there's no more feeling anymore there at all and then go see what happens in the real in real life because that's the difference I found this has been in so many different books but they kind of just tell you and then keep on going and it's like oh no if you can um, sit with the feeling until it is gone like, really gone? You're not like trying to go away, but at some point, usually in an hour, it goes away or two hours. I usually stay with my clients on the first visit. So, like, if we were working together, like, this is like, I would say, like let's hang out for another 30 minutes. This might be gone in th- another one minute, or it might, like, in the busting loose thing. How many more clouds are left before you? It's like, you might just be right at the last little bit of cloud that's still there. So, keep it there until the feeling is completely gone for one thing. Do that as a, as a thing and and then report back with what uh, what, what changes because that's what i found the magic that's what i found I, this is what i found with um one of my um coaches that used it to clear deep blocks around being on food stamps and um issues around money and all sorts of stuff and he makes millions of dollars now and this is what he uses and it's like it's all about opening the heart and if you can um, just sit, make it a practice where you know you're gonna just sit with this thing. If this thing is bugging you about sharks, then revisit it the next morning and feel it. And at some point, usually pretty quick, it's gone. And man, not just sharks, but other stuff gets better too. So I would just um, emphasize take one thing to completion because it'll hook you. You'll be like, ah, oh, man, this is my thing to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. Well, you know, strategically, what it makes me think about is. You know, you could use it for your top one to three fears or your top one to three traumas or uh, one to three stresses in life. You know, I think almost everybody could throw um, something up there, many with money or or anxiety or one of them and, and just go through that. So once you've completed the process to completion with one, then you could move on to another. But I think the important piece is to get into the game. And a lot of these yeah. techniques are, they're not, um, they're not complicated. And so give it a try to see if anything changes. Right. And that's the thing is you actually have to take the action. And I love, um, simple techniques and, and, you know, so I'm always switching them up. One for me is, is journaling that I'll always, almost always do, but this is similar and, it, but it's a little bit different. So I'm excited to kind of dive into this yeah. and yeah. And, and explore it and, and, uh, dig in. So I uh, thank you so much for coming on the show and for your work. Is you. there anything else uh, that you want to leave the listeners with and where can they find more about you? Um,
1: I think this is a good place to, um, to just say, take one to completion. The other thing I would live, live, um, have with the listeners do and you too is um, just notice how you feel afterwards, you know, walk around, test real things, how you walk, how your feet are on the ground, how your spouse treats you. Just kind of look around and notice how the world is different today, this moment. Because if you did this, you're gonna see some differences. Things are different. <clears throat> so it's not just um, that you cleared this this thing, it's, and it's not just that you cleared maybe a shoulder got better. It's that look around. We don't even know what else is different. We don't even know what else. I um I use it a lot with entrepreneurs, and I had um, one person that was really skilled, but she was kind of stuck at a certain dollar amount per month. I mean, she was stuck at a certain dollar amount per month. And we did this and cleared some stuff. And her next month was sevenfold increase. And so it's not to say everybody gets those kind of results, you know, your results are not guaranteed. But what I've noticed is for the entrepreneurs, especially we're like kindling, like we're already pushing limits and doing all sorts of stuff and trying to figure out you know, how to change the mindset, and, and do things, and figure things out, and if there's a block in there, which there is, and that's, it's mostly those kind of blocks that are the thing, um, whatever's bugging you, go do it for that, and then notice what you notice in your whole world, so if they did it, if you did it in this session tonight, whether you got to completion or not, just notice what's different. Um, my, um, I used to do lots of Pilates, and because it made my running better, then I started doing lots of Qigong, wisdom healing Qigong, and, um, and I, I switched to mostly that because um, it made my running even better, and it also helped with my meditation stuff, and there was one Qigong move called um, wall squats, and I could only get so far down, and I started doing this process, and because it releases these, this energy that's holding stuff down, my wall squat, my physical movement, improved. So after years of doing Qigong, and I could only go so far down, I got to go farther down So your physical body gets different with this, and if you test it, you'll get um, a reality in it, and go, oh wow, that really did do something. And then you're kind of like pulled into like, okay, I'll do that again, because you got to get, got to notice the wins, otherwise why would you do it? So that would be what I'd recommend. And then if you want more, um, my website is ralphhavens.com. It's my name forward slash crush imposter syndrome. So that's um, I've got you can find me from all sorts of places around ralphhavens.com. but, um, but that'd be a good one. I've got a really good video there that um, talks about this kind of way of clearing anxieties and fears and stuff.
0: Awesome. I love all that. And I like the example in the physical realm because this is something that I know to be true through martial arts. It, and that's why martial arts is mind, body, spirit. And that's why I'm always advocating for some sort of physical practice because it is such a gateway and a measure for your inner world of, of how you are emotionally, mentally, and spiritually um and you know then it it does manifest in the physical your body and 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 all of that and so even at the very least it gives you the monitoring system the feedback system a lot of people aren't paying attention to that so it's really great i'm I'm so
1: with you it's like i'm so excited to dive into your work because it's like yeah going through the body is the way like the subconscious is in the body like you were talking about so um yeah i'm i'm I'm, i love it i'm so honored with you (laughs)
0: Awesome, Ralph. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. I enjoyed that. Thanks for taking me through. And I hope that you guys uh, participated as well. And and if you sucked at it at first, just try it again. You know what I mean? It's a simple process. But like I said, everything that I've read as far as spirituality and the stuff that I've done with meditation, I'm just remembering all of these old lessons that, you know, that said the same thing. And so, you know, Bruce Lee has a quote that says, like, uh, you know, knowing is not enough, we must do willing is not enough, we must apply. And so it, you know, you need to, try taking one. I, I firmly advocate for your suggestion to take one to completion to test its efficacy to see if there's anything there and then there might be, and then you can do it again. So I appreciate yeah. you coming on and sharing that.
1: Yeah. Keep using the same podcast, that audio over and over again until you, and then you'll get it. It's like, um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Matt. It's so good to see you.
0: Yeah. You too, Ralph. Appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you guys for Thank watching. You. See you in the next you. one. Peace. He's